top floor Walking in, what I gotta knock for Buddy, please don't touch, this is not yours This is only one take, I got five more Yeah, I ain't worried about the next man I got vision like Xavier from X-Men So if I fail, it's the next plan And if I fail the next plan, it's the next plan Yeah, I ain't really tripping on the L Cause when you lose, you be better than yourself I'd rather be out here than being Welcome back to the movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, joined by also host, Jaffa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Woo, we did it, Mark. One year of drafted that's movies not, listen, inside of a house. It's not, that we're not, we're not there yet. This is. It's next week. It's next week. But, wait, this is the, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm in a good mood. How are you doing, Mark? I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad you're in a good mood for our, our last uh, episode of the month. But before we get into what we watched this week, I got some music to plug. Uh, music this month is brought to you by the Central Florida hip hop artist LV No Louie with his song "When I'm Gone." We appreciate Mr. LV No Louie allowing us to use his music on the podcast this month. Uh, Check out the show notes for all the links to his socials, uh, his YouTube, his Spotify page. He's dope. We love him. Please continue to make good music, Mr. Elvino Louie. And yes, for all you listening, please uh, show him some love and uh, hit, hit that follow or the like or subscribe button. Whichever one is on the app of your choice. Sure. Smash it. Yep. Smash the button. Uh, Jeff, what's the theme for the month? Oh, man. The theme this month is, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it's probably the best theme we've had. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I'm just going to say it because I came up with it and oh. I've yet to fail I gotcha. ever. All right. Yeah. Um, no, it's actors playing in movies playing themselves. So, for instance... We reviewed Private Parts, starring Howard Stern as Howard Stern. We did not review Pretty that simple. this week, though. That was last week. That was last week, right. yes. Right. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not in your... Per- had I watched it again, and I, both of us very much enjoyed that film, I, I'd be fine with it. We could just do a podcast where we watch Private Parts every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that might be a, a Howard Stern chronologically uh, idea. Yeah, you just do one movie and you call it a day. Um, no, so we, uh, we watched, this was your pick, Mark, and it let was. me tell you, buddy, I, and I said it when you picked it, I was so excited going to the movie, but it'd been a while since I'd seen it and I hoped it hadn't let me down, but I, I gotta say, I'm so proud of you, Mark, Thank for you. actually venturing outside of yourself. Thank you. Into, uh, and, and allowing us both to just enjoy this film. I don't know whether you enjoyed it or not, but, uh, you know. I guess let's start there. What do, what do we uh, watch, though? Last Action Hero, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, uh, Bridget Pete Sampras. What's her name? Help Bridget me out. Pete Sampras. Um, well, she's Pete Sampras's her name. Um, she didn't actually play herself. They had the opportunity to do it, and they chose not to. She was in Mortal Kombat. Help me out. Oh, um, yeah. I I don't. She's not listed on like the IMDb. You have to actually click like two links. Yeah, to you have to click and do more one page. It's, um, I'll find it. But uh, it stars F. Murray Abraham, Art Carney, uh, 
nobody you know and then near the end of the movie you actually get a bunch of people you know playing themselves including jim belushi chevy chase uh your boy i I did not know i mean i know because you brought it up ian mckellen was in this but i completely forgot that he was in this movie ian mckellen yeah Wait, who was in McKell- Ian McKellen in this? He oh, was, he was death. death. Oh, yeah. Ah. It's Bridget Wilson Sampras. Bridget, but Wilson she played Sampras. Whitney slash Meredith. Okay. Gotcha. So Got she played Whitney, who is an actress that plays Meredith, I believe, or yes. it might be the other way around. Sure. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She's not in the movie long enough. Um, no. Um, but we've seen her before, maybe not on this podcast, but in Mortal Kombat, she plays Sonya Blade. Remember? I do the, I do remember that film. Uh, the IMDb synopsis for Last Action Hero is, with the help of a magic ticket, a young movie fan is transported into the fictional world of his favorite action movie character. <laughs> This uh this movie is directed by John McTiernan, who you may know from other bona fide action hits as Predator, oh. Die Hard, oh. The Hunt for Red October. Oh, I don't actually. It's been so long <laughs> since I've seen that one. I don't know if that's good or not. I have seen Medicine Man, which was that was okay, fine. I think uh, he Die Hard with a Vengeance, bro. That's the best Die Hard. Die Hard with oh. a Vengeance. I'm not going to argue because I haven't seen all the diehards in so long. It's the one with Samuel so, L. Jackson. I know which one it is, but I don't I don't remember how much I liked it compared to the other anything diehards. when you can imp, like all right, I know I know your thoughts on Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I know which one. I know that is your favorite. No. Incorrect. Yes, yes, oh wait, yes, 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 it is. It is my favorite. <laughs> right. You are correct. I was wrong. I'm telling the story not you. Um, yes, go ahead. So, like, and it's your favorite because, like, they added Sean Connery. Oh, right. Exactly. Uh, and so Die Hard with a Vengeance is my favorite is because they added Samuel L. Jackson. And he just he, he just ups the uh, the level. He just, it's like, it's like uh, what's the old saying? Um, high tide rises all ships. Well, I don't know. If, if, it, if it doesn't gel, it is an aspic. <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, so like Elliot got that. Sure, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I, I did. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not Elliot. I don't know. I, I don't know what you want from no, me right now. A, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I, I, well, finish your story. No, we talk about the movie, and you're talking about Die Hard, Gel, and Aspect. This, and this, no. Whether the ocean tides come and go. I, I don't. John McTiernan directs fire. That's all he does. Yes, that's all. New he, film coming. It's just fire. You know when you get those I DVDs mean, that are just. He did. He did uh, the Thomas Crown Affair, which was a really good movie. It wasn't really action, but um, uh, the Thirteenth Warrior with uh, Antonio Banderas, where he's fighting okay. like demons. We get the pedigree. You could have um, stopped the Die Hard, anyways, and Predator. Uh, so John McTiernan directs this, and it's written by Shane Black. Did you know that? I. Did not know that. Yeah, your boy Shane Black from uh, Lethal Weapon fame, uh, and also you all listening may know him from as the director of Iron Man three, um, the best Iron Man. 
Okay. All right. So, um, so Jeff, uh, what's your, what did you like most about Last Action Hero? Oh, oh my gosh. I, I would say what I liked most is how self-aware it was about parroting a genre that Arnold takes part in. Yes. And how well Arnold is able to make fun of himself in the role. That's probably my favorite part, which it, it, it takes over the whole movie. I wasn't a huge fan of the kid actor in this. Austin However, I like him going into action films and being like, you're going to get it. That's me, man. Yeah. Watching Van Damme stuff, watching, you know, Arnie, watching Stallone. Just, oh, you messed up. That's like. He's what had they made Jack Slater movies in real life? Jack Slater's the the fictional film series that is in Last Action Hero that Arnold plays in. Had that been a real series, I would be there for that. It looks so good. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. Is um, the fact that after like in almost every scene of this movie. The movie is making fun of its characters and itself, but also pulling off a uh, a well-rounded story, and um, and this is the the, the movie. The time where this movie came out takes place, you know, at the height of Arnold Schwarzenegger's popularity. Yeah, um, and it also, and kind of the height of this type of action yes. movie, it's parody, and I almost wonder. If maybe it was a little too early, because it seemed like this movie bombed in theaters. It had a huge budget, critically panned, and I I wonder if people just didn't understand that it was a parody in so many ways. It wasn't an over the top slapstick, you know, Naked Gun style parody, but it was paying homage and making fun of these amazing action movies we grew up on, and being a fan of them and the tropes that go along with that. And I think people watching it back in the day didn't get it because I know now like people like myself and hopefully you like this movie. I never didn't like, I never hated this movie. I liked it the first time I saw it when I was a kid in theaters, it was right up my alley. Um, and I wondered why people were pooing on it so much and even referring to it as the worst movie of all time. Sure, the main kid acting. Name, name them. Who are these people that refer to this I, movie as I don't the worst know. There's of all like, time? I, this is coming from my memory, right? Right. Uh, let's see if Roger Ebert. Uh, two and a half stars. Well, that's actually not bad for him because he doesn't <laughs> like anything. But I just seem to remember people like really hating this movie, or at least maybe it having just a bad track record I'd have to look on Rotten Tomatoes oh, Rotten Tomatoes but, it has a 40% um, to, uh, tomato meter All which right. is a splat right yes so, that is a splat now I don't know how much of that is more modern reviews um, that have kind of helped but I, I remember when it came out and this is just nostalgia or memory or whatever talking I remember it being panned um, and people hating it, and it, I know for sure it bombed in the theaters. Um, 
but it is one of those movies where I'm like, I don't know why, and it holds a place in my heart. And uh, having watched it again, I think it re-solidified its place. Um, it's your it's your classic '90s action movie, and and that's and, the, and it was trying to be that, but the fact that it delivered on that in in such like, glory. Okay. This uh, is from Real Views, James Bertinelli. Okay. The pulse-pounding, sizzling pull of a diehard is absent. That's just a one-line thing, two stars. But if you're comparing it to Die Hard... And, and the only reason he's comparing it to Die Hard is because of the director. Sure. But if you're... And maybe that's why people didn't like it, because it's the Die Hard director. They just want Die Hard again. Right. But this isn't Die Hard. And it's not trying to no, be Die right. Hard. And it's not taking itself as seriously. No, I mean you you have you have Arnold Schwarzenegger who is at the height of his popularity. He's comfortable making fun of himself while also attempting to be a character that stands out in Hollywood as far as action goes. And this is and we're talking about the 90s. Um what when did this movie come out? 93? 3, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about um when when these type of movies were at their their best, they were almost on their way out. Down right? Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, the fact that this director was able to make this type of movie with this main act this this actor Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, I mean, no one's going to confuse Arnold Schwarzenegger with an Oscar winner. Um. Yeah. But and, and nobody but, goes into him like right. Yeah, he does. No, nobody goes and sees an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and goes, "Hey, you know, I wonder if he's going to deliver the year's best performance." No, you know what you're getting, and the fact that he was able to embody kind of this uh, musclehead um, dude with a soft spot that's that's able to make fun, like the whole scene where they go into uh, the kid gets sucked into the movie. And uh, that's not how it happens, but um, he ends up with Arnold, and they they go to a what essentially a blockbuster, a movie rental place. Oh, I love it! I <laughs> love it when they go to blockbuster, <laughs> and it's my childhood again. They go right, to blockbuster, right? And, and the kid the kid goes, "Oh, it's you!" And he points at the uh, the po- Terminator the, Two the, the Terminator Two cutout, but it's Sylvester Stallone instead of Arnold. Schwar- I mean, come on. I want to go into that film, into Jack Slater 4, and then I want to go to Blockbuster, and I want to rent Terminator 2 and 1 starring Stallone. I want to see that. It'll be different, and it honestly may not be as good. Probably not, because T2 is near perfect. But I want to watch that. Right. That And so... The the writing I thought was pretty top notch in this movie. Some of the dialogue Arnold always gets his name wrong. Yes, like when he's Jack Slater in the real world. Hi, I'm Arnold Swarton Sausage, and he right. just doesn't know his own name. It's awesome. The, the you know the the di- some of the dialogue was kind of hokey. Like the kid. Um, yeah, the kid sucks. Yeah, just, he's not a good actor, but at least he wasn't in this movie. Yeah, um, and again, he's a child actor. I mean, but but the, in this film, not. You know. Not great, yeah. So, my 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 main thought was 
This movie was like two hours and ten minutes long. That's a bit long he, for your regular action. Yeah, film. and so uh, they get to the, the real world, back to the real world after being in the movie, and I'm like, oh, I must be near like the halfway point. No, I'm an hour and a half in. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, we spend a lot of time in the movie, which I think is great. I think it no, knew I, where to butter its bread. Yeah, I'm not. I love. I love that. Oh, that entire. Yeah. Um, portion of the movie is because you got like uh the kid you know he goes with uh with uh arnold or jack slater and he goes into the the lapd police station and it's just like this giant space and and the kid's like hey i was just in a real police department and this ain't that and like he looks around and he's got um you know he sees uh cops getting paired up and like um one one cop gets paired up with an animated cat who's just back now, off of suspension <laughs> pretty sure that was devito right yes that was danny devito or at least an impersonator cuz it it sounded like danny devito i'm, I'm going to double check danny but yeah he he plays whiskers he was uncredited an uncredited role interesting but i mean it was just and then, like the whole the whole bit of you know, uh, Jack Slater can kind of do whatever he wants, um, you know, he can't get hurt, you know, he always hits the target, and you know, no matter what he does with the car and a car chase or whatever, he always, you know, it, it's it's always it's always works out for him. Um, yes, and I just love the bit about every time that they're in a car and they have to go park, Jack Slater just parks wherever he wants. Yeah, uh, okay. So there's so many moments in this movie where I'm like, this is the best. So he's in his uncle or whoever, his favorite uncle, is like chained up and tied up in his own house. Right. And so Arnold goes in and he talks to him and, you know, he gives him a warning. And that's, then he dies. Of that's the, the best on-screen death I've ever seen, by the way. I, it's amazing. It's just <laughs> Oscar-worthy. And then there's these cards. And he pulls in. It's like three. And he looks at the next card. Two. <laughs> And he looks at the next card. There's a bomb, and he runs out and explodes to the timing of the cards in his hand. Yeah, amazing. It's I, yes. There was, I mean, I, in that in that particular scene, there was some uh, like blooper ish type stuff where you can see the the cop car in front of the house getting launched by a, yeah. uh, whatever they use to launch cars in the air, uh, which was fine. I don't, I don't really care. Um, but then the kid the kid said something about, oh, the two cops, Jack Slater's going to live, but the two cops are dead. And then the next scene, it's the one cop laying in a tree, and he dies. Um, I mean, it's the, the movie is fucking fun, man. Um, yeah. I just... This, when I... So I haven't seen this movie since probably the 90s um and so a large chunk of this movie i just i i I have no recollection of um yeah and the fact that there was one point where i I did look at the time i pressed pause and go to the bathroom and and i was like oh damn this movie's two hours and 10 minutes long i still got another 45 um it's just it, it that maybe that's my one critique of the movie is that it did go a little bit long but i thought i never felt like there was any unused space 
No, they they used the all the space, it, but it was just kind of drawn yeah. out. Um, I think maybe if you cut something, it'd be right at the front end, and let's get him in the movie a little quicker. Yeah, um, I could have done without him getting mugged. Um, yeah, that that really house. didn't serve any purpose. Um, yeah. I don't think. Other than to just establish how much his life sucks, but I think they had done a good enough job by that time anyway. By his mom working the night shift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on and, her, a and his dad's dead. You know, and <laughs> like even the thing where she leaves and she's like, "Lock the door behind me." Right. That was enough for me. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, there I, I I cut that, but largely, I felt like the space was used, and that made the movie feel brief to me. Right. It, and so the fact and I, I I love the 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 kind of the subplot of um this kid spending his time rather than being an at risk kid, um, you know, and hanging out with, you know, unsavory types. Yeah. He's he's spending at the movie at the, at an old movie theater, hanging out with some old dude who runs the movie theater and plays him a bunch of old movies. I, I I love that. I mean, that's man, that's the dream, right? And and that's so many kids kids these days don't know yeah, what kids these days tell them you gray bastard. <laughs> they don't know the magic of the dollar theater. Um, oh, they don't. Oh man, and, Do you, give me some dollar theater memories. Don't don't oh, just glaze uh, over let's this. See. Let's go. Uh, Mortal Kombat was a dollar theater memory. Oh baby. Um, oh, uh, yeah, but uh, Who Framed Roger me. Rabbit was a dollar theater memory. Okay, you're telling me movies. So, yes. Well, I, I, what Kombat, do you want from me? I, I, I'll show you. Mortal Kombat is a movie I've seen in the theater more than any other movie ever. The original 90s one. Mm-hmm. I saw it two times like at full price. And then it hit the dollar theater. And I was just there back to back to back. One time I went to the dollar theater, watched The Lion King. Came out of the dollar theater and was like, I want to watch another movie. Paid my money and then watched The Page Master with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> it's that sort of magic of just going Page to the movies. Hey, Page Master is a good movie. Hey, tell me a movie I haven't seen. I haven't even heard the name. You've never third- heard of The no, Page no, no. Master? Yes, I have. I just haven't heard it's the got name. Patrick Stewart in it. Yeah, I just haven't heard the title awesome. Page Master in 30 fucking years. Well, yeah, because I went to the Dollar Theater to watch it. Uh, I went to the Dollar Theater to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which was, I spent 99 cents too much on that movie. Um, But I just, that, being able to go to the movie, circle back and go to another one, just wonderful. Well, and so, like, and I'll just be quick with this story, but the, uh, growing up, I had a, a dollar theater maybe a mile away from the house. And it was Is in a shop. in the city we both currently live in? No, it was in a okay. Jacksonville, Florida. And um, I uh, it was in a shopping center with like a grocery store. And it had like two two theaters maybe? Three? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they weren't huge. Um, they, were, they were small theaters, but they had, they had a, a full-size screen. And um, I remember going in, and they took cash only, and yep. con- concessions yep. concessions were cash. Everything was cash. The concessions were cheap, at least oh, at mine. Yeah, they no, no, for really sure. Really affordable, comparatively speaking. They were still overpriced, but yeah, I remember compared I, to what you pay at mainstream I, theater. <laughs> I remember watching um, 
I was I was in high school at the time, but uh, and and this Dollar Theater was at the end of towards the end of its life, and I went and saw Galaxy Quest. Oh, good choice. Yeah, and this Dollar Theater was the best because you could go at any time. Didn't matter the time. They only yes. they only played one movie. Oh, baby! And they had like five showings of that movie that day, but it didn't matter. It's because you and maybe three other people were always in that movie at one time. It was never more yeah. than four people. And I remember going in, and you know, if you went to these dollar theaters so much that you know you're a regular, people they they start handing you stuff. They're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, Mark's back to watch the, watch another movie. Hey, hey, Mark, you got your and Showgirls I, a third time? Come on in. That's my favorite scary movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> the um, I, it, there was just some there was there was magic, and that is where Last Action Hero hits all of the yes. right notes. Sitting in a theater by yourself, there's something like ah oh, man, and and uh, and the the mo- last you're making me so nostalgic. Like I just. Going to the theater, and it's just you and the movie. I mean, I love being in a packed theater. It's been a long time for obvious reasons. But the times when you you get just a handful of people in there, and even going to the movies by yourself, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something oddly romantic about just you and the movie. Ah, That's That's the kind of memory I wanted from you, Mark. Thank you. You're welcome. You came through. Thank you. Uh, Last Action Hero gets it gets it right is because the 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 premise of the movie is built around the magic of seeing a movie at the dollar theater and this this old guy who is you know just he's just stuck in his uh the ways of how things used to be and well and his theater is dying right and and you see a sign outside that says multiplex coming soon and yeah they're gonna tear down this beautiful building and replace it with a, a heartless multiplex and like and he likes different movies than the kid but the kid they just both love movies and that's what they connect on and of course like i said his dad is passed so he's sort of this older man is almost like a father figure um yeah no but like the the premise behind the movie where the old man tells him a story about seeing houdini um as a kid and houdini gives him this magic ticket and he never had the courage to tear the, the, the ticket in half and be transported someplace. And so he gives the ticket to the kid and he's like, hey, maybe it'll maybe it'll work better for you than it did for me. And he tears the ticket in half and he gives it to the kid because they're seeing the newest Jack Slater movie, Jack Slater before 4. Before it comes before out. Before it comes out. Like he He's like, hey, I have to do a test screening of the film if you want to come. And of course the kid's like, see that movie before it comes out. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, yeah. And then he's alone in the theater with a big bowl of popcorn. <sighs> yeah. And, like, the thing that I love about the character, not the actor, but is that he knows every beat of what this movie is going to be, and he does not care. He's here for it. And that's me, like, I, you know, just watching a Van Damme movie or watching any dumb action flick. I'm here for this. This is why I watch it. And and he and I would relate on that level. Sure. I think I think the the, the kid in this movie would relate to anybody who loved film as a kid, uh who who had a 
it's a, just a, a want to watch movies and were captivated. And I think both you and I and countless others across the, the planet uh, had had the same experience at, at different points in our life where we just were captivated by, by a movie screen. And I think that's the... Ma- and this movie captures that so well. And that's that's why I did enjoy this movie so much because... It, it like it like you're talking about heart. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah! It, it, th- this movie's got a ton of it. I've passed the heart baton on. <laughs> you the 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 movie, while also being an over the top action film, has a boatload of heart. And you know the movie starts with it, and like uh, the the opening scene is Jack Slater shows up and his sons at the top of like a uh, so dude. The, yeah, so we're we're watching Jack Slater three, yeah, at the opening, and the villain on the roof with the yellow raincoat is like iconic to me now. Like when I saw it, my brain went immediately back. Uh, it's the character's called the Ripper, played by Tom Noonan, uh, who also plays himself briefly in this film. And he's got a big, wide mouth with just nasty teeth. His face looks like it's melted. He's got a big yellow raincoat on with the hood up and a wicked-looking axe. And there's just something I'm like, oh, yeah. That is like <laughs> out of a comic book. Right. It, it, like, the movie just gets it to me in that it knows what makes something great in this way. Uh, and the movie feels... The the movie within the movie feels like a comic book. It it Go does. Ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, it does, and and you see that because of the the rules, the self imposed movie rules that the movie holds its main character to while they're in said movie. Predating Scream, by the way, <laughs> who I think was like the first ones to really do movie rules or at least popularize it. Right, and so oh Charles, I forgot Charles. That was Charles Dance as the villain. Um, Dude, we could get into him. He's awesome. He is awesome. Um, Robert Prosky plays the old guy. Uh, we last saw him as, uh, what was the other movie we watched with Robert Prosky? He's in Gremlins 2. No, wasn't um, it um, I... uh, the, the the Jim Carrey movie we watched? The Majestic, another movie theater movie? Yeah, wasn't he in The I Majestic? I don't think he was in The Majestic. No, that was... um. Oh, Lord, what's his name? He was in a Hitchcock movie. Martin Landau. Oh, yeah, Martin Landau was, uh, yeah, he was in. What movie did we watch with this guy in it? I'm thumbing through, and I don't see, but I'm doing a very brief skim because I don't want to read all of this, but I don't know. Okay. I remember him mostly from, like, Gremlins 2 and this. Yeah, no, he's he's super familiar. Oh, he's in Mrs. Doubtfire. He's the, um... The runner of the station. Tell me, you know Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, I know Miss Doubtfire, but okay, I'm trying to right. think. Like I thought we watched a you movie know, with him in it, but I guess we. Well, didn't. you keep talking. I will thumb through and see if there's anything, but I don't think we did. So, the 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 movie holds itself to these self-imposed movie rules, where, um, you know, main character always gets out of the jam. Main character can't get hurt. Main character can't die. Um, main characters, you know, always getting the girl, um, and like 
this movie does that and it's checking off all the the boxes but the the kid actor or the kid character um who is sucked into this movie from the real world he's making note of all of it and he's like he's like hey where are all the ugly women at there's nothing but yeah. attractive women here and and Arnold Schwarzenegger's just like or Jack Slater's just like huh didn't even notice that and, no, uh, he says that we're in California. We're in oh, LA. that's that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he and did. you're like, oh, okay. Like he has an excuse for everything, like the telephone number thing, where the kid starts going around asking, "What's your telephone number?" And of course, everyone's phone number starts with five five five. And uh, he's like, "What?" There's like so many millions of people in L.A. And Arnold's like, "Well, that's why we have area codes," which <laughs> I still don't think is enough numbers. I don't to be either. honest. <laughs> I think that math in the movie was more movie yeah. math um, than anything else. But it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like even if Arnold was like, "Yeah, I don't know how that works." Some sort of mystery behind the scenes. I'd have been fine with it. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Benedict. Yeah. Oh, baby, just amazing. So, like you said, Charles Dance plays Benedict, who, um, is pretty much your main villain there's another mob boss that kind of runs things and this is something that i always find interesting is like the mob boss is always this and we talked about this on other movies is this dumpy guy who really can't do anything yeah but he's always got like a right hand person who's a total badass and that's charles dance he's a uh expert marksman he can shoot with super precision he's got a glass eye that he changes in and out there's one time it's a target then a smiley face it's awesome and he's awesome and he's british and he's being super british typical evil british guy that you know die hard i don't know if it you know created the idea but it certainly solidified it with hans gruber and then it just kind of pulled in that stereotype here and it is so good well i mean i love the fact that he starts out as like kind of a henchman kind of mm-hmm. like your super henchman um your 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 mid-level boss but not the boss and then throughout the movie he's transformed into the boss um and by the end of the movie you're you know he is he is the main villain i, I love the fact that he's got uh you know the glass eye and every time we see him, it's a different glass eye. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, and one and one of his glass face. eyes, one of his glass eyes is a a, a bomb. It's a bomb. <laughs> it's so good. Like, whoa, that's a glass eye. And then he turns and has some saying on it, and of course it blows up. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's it, it. And and Charles Dance uh, is a really good actor. Um, and most people would probably know him from Game of Thrones now. Um, cause I think that was his la- last big role, but I mean, he's, uh, he's been a, a Hollywood mainstay for decades. Um, but like, I, I, I was like, man, he looks familiar. You know, it looks familiar. I just never got around to looking him up and I just saw his face on IMDb and I was like, Oh shit, that's him. Um, but, uh, his, I mean, his motivations, you know, are just very action movie esque. Yeah, I don't even know what they are, to be honest. It was to kill Jack Slater. Yeah, okay, perfect. You know, but <laughs> I don't care. Then I think that's... That's, again, a, that's a trope. That's a, you know... Yeah, like part of the 
appeal of the movie to me. I just need him to be the bad guy. Right. And I thought um, he, he played he played the role to a T. He's and and I think when you have an actor of his caliber playing this, what you don't need a ton of like how to make him empathetic or make him cool. He's just a cool bad guy. Yeah. You um, know, and so you want to watch him on screen and he offsets Arnold, who's hard to offset. Arnold's great and you know and having someone that can carry their weight what I also like is that the villain is so vastly different right Arnold's this big macho muscle-bound guy and um Benedict is not he's more svelte he's more cerebral and I like that sort of contrast yeah uh I think um his looking at his IMDb, he doesn't have anything that's like super standoutish, uh, you know, before this movie. Um, but like after the movie, he was in, uh, what was it? No, before the movie, he was in Aliens, Alien 3. Um, and then after just a bunch of, you know, supporting film credits, but he, I mean, from everything I remember seeing him in is that he's just, man, he's just a really good actor. Uh, yeah. No matter what he's doing, what he, you know, he doesn't have to be the the star or the main actor. He's just, he's a committed actor that gives it his all. And, and this movie's no different. Um, the, uh, this movie had like five different villains, by the way. It did, but we only had Benedict was the only one that matters. Yeah, no, we didn't care because about anyone else. Benedict is the one running the show. Like, so at some point, Benedict in the movie within a movie in Jack Slater 4 gets a hold of this magic ticket and it allows him to leave the movie and go into the real world. Here's where I think, sort of, if, if I'm going to say something breaks down for me a little bit, it's a little bit of the logic of, well, maybe not. Because, okay, yeah, never mind. I take it back. So, no, he's he he's re- he's Spider-Man No Way Homing this this movie. No, so he yes, he's pulling people so he pulls from different films. He pulls the hatchet the yellow raincoat guy from the other movie. But I was like, why does he want to stay in the real world? And then near the end of the film, he says, "Hey, bad guys can win here." Yeah. And it's just like it nails that motivation that oh, that makes sense yeah, because the movie in rule. the movies He's never going to win. Right. But now that he's in the real world. Yeah. He could win. There's, and I think that raises the stakes a little. And and the, the and the, you know, this, the final, uh, the finale of the film takes place at the Jack Slater four premiere. Man. Um, and this is where you get Arnold playing Arnold. So this movie, to be honest, it kind of, it does qualify, but it's like borderline, right? Where it's not the movie is the character, the person playing the person, right? Like the previous three films. And I'm not complaining in any way because I love this movie. Um, but this is where Arnold finally plays Arnold. And he makes fun of himself. His wife is like, honey, whatever you do, don't talk about the restaurants. Don't talk about the restaurants to the press. And he does. He just goes in. He starts chiming in on the restaurants and... And he gets it, right? Arnold gets it. He's confident enough in himself that he can make fun of himself. Plus, 
I mean, this is where you get all the cameos, the Damon Wayans. Tina Turner's actually in this movie early on as the mayor in the the movie within the movie. MC Hammer's in this movie. Um, but most importantly, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself in this film uh, going to the premiere. And I love Van Damme. Mm. So speaking of Van Damme, let's wrap this up. Um, oh, okay. So real because there's something i want to talk about near the end of the film so they're having their fight right and it's benedict versus arnie versus the little boy and the little boy kind of gets knocked out and he starts fake crying almost as a way to yeah yeah, it's bad but it's the the logic of him to get the main villain to turn away and then you see the kid fly in sideways and you have to see this to believe it he almost does like something out of Crouching Tiger where it, it, physics don't make sense that he does a flying side thing and knocks the guy out. And I'm like, that was weird. But then later in the movie, when he's trying to get the other half of the ticket to send Arnold back, he goes to the box and he just running drop kicks it. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, at least they're consistent. Um, <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And then Ian McKellen, his death is there for no reason. Um, no, he's the Hamlet. Isn't he, isn't he in Hamlet? Well, yeah, he's. It's explained why he's there, right? But he doesn't affect the movie no, in no, any no. way, right? Other than like, so he's like, I was just curious, and it's almost like he's really deaf, I guess, <laughs> because he's like, uh, this didn't make sense because he's like Arnie uh, Jack Slater wasn't on his list of people who are going to die, but the kid is. But they go so far as to tell you, well, you're going to be an old man and a grandpa. And he's like, oh, okay. And if it were me, I wouldn't have any kids and I would be immortal. <laughs> but, you know, they get him back in the movie. Everything's fine. Um, I thought I thought the best scene, maybe the best scene in the movie, was the Hamlet scene where Jack Slater oh, God, it's goes, goes, <laughs> goes into Hamlet and he just starts shooting everybody. Yeah, I thought it, that was day, great. That was fantastic. Yeah, the kid daydreams about Hamlet. They're watching some old crusty version of Hamlet, and he daydreams Jack Slater into the movie, and it's awesome. It's it it is fantastic. So uh, so Jeff, um, <sighs> thank you, Mark, so much. Oh, I want to thank you again. You will just do this again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I obviously recommend Last Action Hero. It's on Netflix right now. If you love this stuff. Check it out. You're going to enjoy it. Turn your brain off. It's not trying to do anything to change your life, but I think maybe it'll make you feel like a kid. It's awesome. Right. So I, I, I too recommend this, but I think it, it, it doesn't, it does most things well enough that it can highlight some, uh, like if you like us, if you went to and sat in a dollar theater on a you know Saturday afternoon and watched some crap ass movie, oh none! Of, you know what I saw in the dollar theater, Gold? which started my childhood crush what? on Christina Ricci. Oh, uh, Casper, my no, girl. That was after no. What my girl? That I, was I don't she know. She wasn't in my. I, girl. I know. I'm just naming. I'm naming nineties movies. <laughs> yeah, it was Adam's Family Values. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that movie made you get a crush on. I she's a Wednesday, Wednesday Adams. 
you know, hey. Okay. All right. I we Hey you listen, hey, we like what we like. We were the same age, so it's not <laughs> it's not creepy, okay? <laughs> At the time. No, I mean I, I just a nineties Christina Ricci movie solidified my crush on her, but it wasn't Wednesday. What Adam. was it? It was, it was uh, Casper. Casper, yeah. I know, totally. And that's yes. But I was already on board that train. Okay. By the time Casper came out and I had to go watch it. Right. Uh, no, but the, the the this movie hits all the notes, all the nostalgic notes. It hits all of the encapsulates all of what makes a great '90s because that's what the '90s were known for. They're just over the top action films. I mean, you had so many action stars, so they were all making the same type of movies, and this felt like a different type of action movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Um, and Robert Patrick plays that he's credited as the T-1000 in this movie. Get it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I want I do want to see the alternate reality, uh, like on Earth 616 or whatever the fuck Marvel calls the other Earth. Um, 616 is their main universe. Oh, 238. Right. I don't I don't know. 328. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Whatever. Um, I want to see Sylvester. Six five, which is never mind. I want to see Sylvester so, Stallone as the Terminator. Oh my gosh! I want it so bad. I want to watch Commando, but it's Van Damme. I want to watch <laughs> that movie. <laughs> I, I, want, I mean, I think uh, John McTiernan like kind of stumbled upon something that he didn't fully realize. I know, he, he just uh, he just let some opportunities go. Um, but anyways, so uh, so yeah, uh, make sure you. You find this movie on it's Netflix. It's on Netflix yeah. as we as the, hopefully as this releases, but as we're recording, it is. Um, it's super accessible right now. If you haven't seen it, you won't be sorry that you did. Um, so yeah, uh, Jeff, it's uh, it's draft week, baby. <laughs> what a great day! We got to talk about Last Action Hero, which fills my heart with joy. I love this movie, but now. We're going in. This is just heaping good news on good news. Now we're going into June, our year anniversary, and we're doing Van Dam Month. We've been talking about it for twelve months, Mark. It's here. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I guess, like, I, I kind of thought we'd just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. And no, I said we should do it for the anniversary month. Yeah, and you never and, objected. And lo and, and behold, we're doing it on our anniversary now. Month. Yes. So uh, June is our anniversary month, but it's also. A five Thursday month. So Mark has graciously as well, we made a bit of an exchange. So it's not fully like him being nice. (laughs) But I said, when we do Shia LaBeouf month, we'll do a five week month and you can have three picks. But this month I get three picks. (laughs) You've made me so happy, friend. Um, You're welcome. Uh Okay, so we're we're doing uh, for our one year anniversary, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme uh, month here on the podcast, and I will. So, uh, do I have to start? Or do you have to start? No, I have to start. Okay, yeah. So you so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna try to do this thing where I was like, here are the the, the well known ones and the lesser known ones, and let's pick of you. Forget that. I'm going hard. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going so hard. I'm going to need to grow a mullet because the first movie we're watching is Hard Target. Okay. I love Hard Target. It it wasn't one of my choices, so good. I don't care. Of course not. You picked some. (laughs) I don't know what you picked, but Hard 
Target. Ooh. I'm so excited. Directed by John Woo. Yeah, buddy. Lots of doves. Lots <laughs> of doves. I don't know if there are any doves in it. I can't I, remember I, I, that. I assure but you there are doves in this movie. There is plenty of slow-mo, though. And it's 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 Van Damme with a mullet in slow-mo. I can't. I can't sell this to you any more than that. Okay, I'm on board. I get it. I'm I'm ready for hard target. Hard An- another ninety three likely gem. Target. I've never seen the movie, so it's okay. Go ahead. All right. So y- you went. You went. Uh, you still wanted to start us out on a high. Well, I'm oh, gonna. Good. You're, I'm gonna bring us. Gonna, I'm gonna bring us back oh, down good. a notch, right? Um, however, I've never seen this movie. I doubt you've seen this movie. Um, but this movie, it's from 2010. Okay. Uh, its original title, and that's how you, that's how I know it's subtitled. Uh, its original title was Frenchie. That was the name of the movie. Is this movie in French? I don't know. But did you do the thing I said don't do? I did, but I didn't, I did it before you said don't do it. So I get a pass. Um, I can't complain. It's Van Damme. But the title of the movie is it's, Full Love. Do you know who directed it? Jean-Claude Van Damme directs, writes, and stars oh, in this movie. There's no way it's bad. There's no way it's bad. <laughs> it's the greatest man who ever lived directing and acting. Uh, great the, choice. It's got an IMDb rating of 7.3, bro. 7.3%? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, 7.3 stars out of 10 it runs it clocks in an hour 48 this hits all of your notes bro this this Uh, is probably your favorite movie when it's van damme he can go all day this is this is probably your favorite movie it might be i'm I'm just i'm just saying it's it's uh i i don't see where this movie is anywhere streaming so i don't know yeah all right so listen I, like I said, I'm just going to do greatest hits. Like, I, I, I'm i so happy. That's fine. That's but fine. I got, there's so many movies. Um, uh, oh, okay. Calm down. We're going to do uh, another great classic film from 94. Okay. We're just going one year ahead. Okay. The mullet's gone, but it's still kind of poofy. We're doing a science fiction classic. Oh, this was one of mine. Okay, good. Time cop, yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm here's the thing, Mark. I'm buying these movies to watch them. I I he's, <laughs> I'm cop. pretty sure he has a mullet in this movie. It looks kind of like a mullet. It's been a long time since I've seen this one, but I've always thought of this as one of his best. But the next one I pick is, in my opinion, his best. Uh okay, so all right, I guess I, I I'll just I'll, I'll go. Come um, on, pick a good one. Let's go. Don't dig too deep. I'm not. Mark, I'm, get not a digging, I'm not digging. I'm not digging. All right. Okay. Uh, it's going to be Universal Soldier. Yeah, <laughs> that was my next pick. Oh, was it? Yes. <laughs> no, stop. That's my favorite Van Damme movie. Universal Soldier, the original one, is the best Van Damme movie. Full stop. I mean, it's a Roland em- Emmerich film. It's amazing. It's unironically. Great. Unironically, okay. <laughs> no, I like sometimes you watch like things and it's kind of hokey and oh, but that's kind of the appeal. Nah. It's unironically 
a 10 out of 10. It's good stuff. It does throw me off a little bit, but not too much. All right, because this is another one. Oh, my gosh. Mark, you're giving me palpitations. I can't handle this. I'm so happy. I am smiling ear to ear. This is the best day in a long time. Okay. <laughs> We're going back even further. We're going to 1990, baby. Oh, God. Van Damme. And just one of the ones that I believe I stole this movie from a video store. And it just, it was the best money I never spent. Huh. It's Van Damme in Lionheart. <laughs> <sighs> this, this is your fifth film? Oh, baby. Listen, I could go there. Can we just do two months of Van Damme? No. <laughs> Come on. Because no. there were other ones. I could have done Double Impact, which is good. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kickboxer. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. They've been a, those are kind of like so classic that I kind of don't even want to delve into them again. Okay. Because they are, those are, when people hear Van Damme, they think of the dancing scene from Kickboxer. Or, you know, blood sport with him shaking after he had the stuff in his eyes. Fighting Bolo Ying. Oh, we could do double impact where Bolo Ying is in that. No, we, we, we got Lionheart. I've never seen it. So. Oh, okay, yeah, Lionheart then. Um, uh, huh, huh. Watch out for Van Damme podcasts coming soon for me because I'm watching the rest of these. He's uh, a dreamboat. The, the greatest man Van Damme chronologically. I know he has so many cameos. I don't want to do cameos. Just I just want both barrels. And Double Impact has him playing himself again. That's another idea for a movie that I have or uh, a theme was uh, actors playing two roles in one film. And um, this is definitely on the short list. Double Impact. It's great. He wears. Uh, he's a ballet teacher in spandex, and he does the splits. It's so good. My my one of my picks for that that theme of the month would be uh, multiplicity um, with your boy Michael sure. Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. I've never seen that though. My, I don't. Think. Michael Keaton month coming soon. Uh, oh, I'd watch. I'd, I'm dog bored. We're watching Batman '89 though. Just <laughs> FYI, it, it, it would have to be a a, a five month so we could have that F- one as the fifth fifth film. Yeah, a Batman '89 is to me like. I know Batman 89 inside and out. I've seen it so many times. It's my favorite Batman movie. All right, we got we got some themes to uh to uh, populate. So um so yeah, so that's uh that's uh, next month. I June. can't even remember what I said. Did you write these down? Uh you had Hard Target. Oh god, it's so good. I Let had me write it down. All right. <laughs> Let me get my Google notes out here. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, when you said hard target, man, I peed a little. Okay. Got a little hard Jeez. in your target. Oh, I've been this whole day. All right. <laughs> hard. Hard. Target. Oh, I'm watching this tonight. Okay. Although I do have to watch another movie from my other podcast, but Mark, <laughs> you have no idea how excited I am. Okay. What did you pick? Full love. <laughs> all directed by the man himself aka frenchy oh, um, what did i pick next uh, uh time cop oh, it's good it's and then you picked my favorite universal soldier i'm pretty sure i already own that 
Um, and then I said, we're from the Lionheart. Oh, my gosh, Lionheart. I'm I think we've done well. I mean, full love, I'm not familiar with. And like you said, it could be my new favorite movie. But this is a good slate of Van Damage. <laughs> uh, I, am, I am excited that you're excited. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at the, I'm watching Double Impact tonight. I just. It's one of those movies you can just put on and just go. Yeah, well, I've off. seen it. I'll, yeah. Listen, all right, let me tell you a story about Double Impact. Um, so I'm watching Double Impact, right? And it's just, it's a Van Damme movie. It's They fight and, um, uh, you know. Uh, so he, okay, so it's an action movie and, you know, it's mostly action. But there's one scene where, uh, a woman reaches into Van Damme's pants to grab his package. And that's when my wife walks in. The whole rest of the movie, there's nothing like that. Uh, were you ashamed? No, I was just like, of course you walk in. She's like, oh, this is good. I'm like, yeah, it is good. It's Van Damme. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to thank Mark for Last Action Hero, if you want to let him know that he's going to have the best month ever in June, if you want to thank him for doing this for a full year with me, you could do so at I Heard You Liked on Twitter. Yeah, and if you would also like to uh, tell Jeff um, thank you for uh, pressuring me into agreeing to Jean-Claude Van Damme month for our anniversary. I mean, we could have had greatest films of all time month. I mean, they probably would have been Van Damme movies for you. Um, Almost assuredly. And uh, Universal Soldier would have been on that list. (laughs) Um, You can get at Jeff at Podcast by Jeff. I'll do it. On Twitter. Um, And make sure you're also um, telling him how much you're enjoying his other podcast, Spielberg, chronologically with his guy, Eric. Um, Do it. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I love doing that podcast, you know what we're not doing over there? You're not doing Jean-Claude Van Damme. (laughs) We ain't doing Van Damme, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Woo-wee! If you want to get at the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Draft House. Make sure you are uh, following us on Twitter. We're a hoot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And he says he's not old. He just said, we're a hoot. (laughs) Listen, that's because I only post on the the account. Go get your depends. When there's new. (laughs) I'm drinking my insurer right now. Um, Which are, are, they're not terrible, by the way. Um, You ever had an insurer? Yeah. Okay. They're uh, fine. Yeah, they're fine. Uh, but anyways, uh, make sure you are catching the show notes for all of the links to our musical uh, uh, feature of the month. LV No Louie, hip-hop artist from Central Florida. He is fucking dope. We love him, and we can't uh, give him enough praise. Uh, but he is making new music on the on the weekly I think he just had some release today as his recording. So make sure you're following him. We've uh, we've posted all those in the show notes. Uh, and we'll have some new music for you 
next week when we we hit up yeah, a buddy. new month. Um, it's another uh, it's another hip hop artist. So uh, we're on a kind of a hip hop train right now. I love hip hop trains. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm like euphoric. I we made it, Mark. We're we did it. We did we we did we a full did full year of weekly release podcast. Paid off. Which you, ah. I mean, you've you've accomplished that in the past, but I know. But it, listen, let me. I'm gonna okay. <clears throat> let me straight. Let me be straight with you. I had another movie podcast before, and it's hard to do a year consistently with two people. But I wanted to. I wanted to do it weekly. I wanted to look at the feed and just see a ton of movies there, tons of episodes reviewed. And guess what, buddy? You and I, we did it. We did it. Yes. It Thank is, you, Mark. Uh, Thank you for being my podcast friend. <laughs> and real friend. And real friend. That's true. Absolutely. Uh, I, I I have, so I'll get, a, oh, I too will get a little sentimental uh, at the end of this episode. Um, I, I think both of us have experienced a bit of, a little bit of tribulation throughout the year uh, in our personal lives and... Uh, the fact that we were able to consistently maintain a weekly schedule. Um, now, it, some a lot of that had to do with, hey, we bank some episodes here and there. Yeah. And Listen, that's the number one tip if you want a podcast and be consistent. Bank them, bitches. Yeah. But the fact that, um, you know, uh, you were flexible and I was flexible and... And you know it. We were flexible together. We we flexed uh, together. A little um, oil with our legs. Um, All right. <laughs> so, I mean, you were going where I was going. That's true. You just tend to take a more direct route. I do. I'm a very direct person. But yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think this is this is this is um, genuinely fun. I I I enjoy uh, talking film with you i enjoy uh talking about movies that um i don't think i would like but then sometimes i do uh and i also private enjoy parts. <laughs> private part uh i also enjoy uh our banter when you hate a film and i i love it and so i think that's what makes us uh really a unique um offering in the film podcast universe and because there's a shit ton of them out there and um, you know we're coming up on two thousand streams here soon uh, for the podcast, and um, I, I I don't I don't hold that lightly. Uh, and so uh, thank you, Jeff. And You're welcome. Uh, you know I look forward to this next year of of podcasting. Oh, uh, that's gonna be so good. It it will, and uh, hopefully, we got, hopefully we got our, our buff month coming. We got what was the other month we got coming that you said? Uh, what's the other guy? Um, damn, I already you, forgot. You had mentioned somebody, and I was like, yeah, we could do that. I'd already, I already forgot. Fuck, Ian McKellen. I don't know. I'll be Ian McKellen month. I love Ian McKellen. He's awesome. <laughs> It'd be nothing but uh, X Men movies. Um, no, I already know one of them will be at pupil. Oh God, yeah, no, we we discussed app pupil before what, what, what theme of the that was the lord, lord of the rings, rings one yeah um but anyways uh catch us next week as we start start <laughs> year number two with a bang 
Hot and, Target, baby. And we'll be reviewing the 1993. Mark. Fourth. 93. 93 film, Hard Target. Hard Target. So he did double on back. Oh, gosh. <sighs> I'm so excited. On the top floor. Walking in what I got to knock for. Buddy, please don't touch. This is not yours. This is only one take. I got five more. Yeah. I ain't worried about the next man. I got vision like Xavier from X-Men. So if I fail, it's the next plan. And if I fail the next plan, it's the next plan. Yeah. I wasn't raised by a book on a show. So help really ain't much help. Especially when you're raised in the hood and you don't have access like everybody else. I'd rather see my people shut the well. Then run away and keep it for themselves. And if you couldn't already tell, I'd rather be in heaven than in hell. And I'd rather starve than be a glutton over fame. Keep your deals and your money and your whip and chain. That's why I'd rather run to know that I would be a slave. You can lock my body up, but you can't take my mind away from the top floor. Walking in, what I gotta knock for? Buddy, please don't touch, this is not yours. This is only one take, I got five more, yeah. I ain't worried about the next man. I got vision like Xavier from X-Men. So if I fail, it's the next plan. And if I fail the next plan, it's the next plan, yeah.